Welcome to Our Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. We are broadcasting this morning from sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've had an awesome, awesome show so far this morning. If you missed any points, you can always go back and listen to the different segments in podcast form on Real Presence. RealPresenceRadio.com. Radio.com. To the, check out anything you missed. That's right. We had uh, Deacon Harold Brooks for a long 45-minute interview to start the yeah, show. Yeah, that was awesome. And then we just uh, finished a half-hour conversation with Father Scott Trainer about missionary discipleship. So, Chris, I had asked Father if he had a recent example or an example <laughs> that he could share. You haven't been thinking about this? You're telling me you did not know that I was going to launch this All at right, you. go ahead. You know what's me your, well enough. What's your question? So, my question is... Can you describe an experience recently where you have um, experienced the tangible grace that comes from intimacy with Christ? Um, last Thursday, late morning, <clears throat> I was having coffee with a friend who asked me uh, where, or who recently has been um, most influential. Oh, interesting. In my life. That's a good question. Uh, my first answer was Jesus. She said, you can't give that answer. You can't give that answer. <laughs> that doesn't count. My second, an- my second answer was my wife, mm. Jermaine. Um, and, and just, and, and just, so just as I'm thinking, so as I, as I gave the answer, just reflecting on how the different ways were more and more, and ideally that's what's going to happen. We've been married for almost 21 years, 21 years at the end of the month, next Friday. The 31st. I know when it is. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. The, the, concretely, that it is through my spouse mm. that I see and experience the love of Jesus Christ. And I love that question. Who has been someone that's been deeply influential to you? And I can't help but recognize this is a great transition into, into our next conversation. Um, we have Hannah. Is it Boinia on the line? Hannah, are you with us? Hannah, are you there? Okay, we still might be getting her, so okay. they'll let us know when she's on. So your wife yes. um, has been really the key place in which you... So I, but, I was, even, but interestingly, it was when I gave that answer that it was through her that I experienced him. Do, do you know it, was, I, I, it Like you didn't have it, an example prior to, but it was in naming it exactly. that you became yeah, yeah, aware yeah, that yeah, Jesus exactly, was using her. Exactly. See, this is the great gift of being able to name things like this. Amen. Because I think when we, get, when we name something, it gives it power. Yep, yep. Don't you think? I, I do agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay, it sounds like we might have Hannah with us. Hannah, are you there now? I'm here. Well, there we go. Hi, Hi Hannah. Hannah. We can hear you. <laughs> Hannah, Hi. welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, let's see. My name's Hannah Bonilla. Uh, my husband's name is Andrew. We've been married 13 years. We have two kids, 12 and 9. Uh, we live in Duluth, Minnesota, and we've been here about four years, and came into the church about three years ago. Really? So the both of you, all of you, the four of you together came into the church? Absolutely, yes. Beautiful. Oh, okay. You got to tell us how that happened. What What was the impetus so, of you and your family joining the church? Yeah, so we converted from Mormonism um, three years ago. We, you know, I love reflecting back on our faith journey and seeing how God was 
guiding us all along to the Catholic Church. We, I believe for years, there was kind of an emptiness in our hearts, a longing for something more. And I think we now know that that was a longing for Christ. We spent um, quite a bit of time after the Mormon Church sort of seeking different churches, you know, going to different denominations and still having that sort of emptiness there. And, you know, I think once we came into the Church, we, you know, that void was, was filled and that relationship with, with Christ. And, yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. Hannah, how was it that, because I know a big part of your journey, you've been told at least, um, is that priests played a key instrumental role in you, you and your family's uh, journey into the church. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the priests in our diocese of Duluth here have encouraged us since the beginning. Um, you know, they baptized us, confirmed us, blessed our marriage, and ultimately have helped lead us into a deeper knowledge and understanding of the Church, they have played a huge, huge part in our faith journey and continue to do so. When was the first encounter that you had with a Catholic priest in that process? I think our, you know, we've, we've had several encounters with, with different priests, but I think our first main encounter was with Father Peter, now Bishop Peter, um, You know, he was huge in bringing us into the Church and and praying for our family all the time and, you know, being there to give counsel and advice, and um, it was beautiful. And like I said, there's been so many priests that have done that for our family, and, um, you know, without them, we, you know, I don't know where we'd be. And what are some ways, Hannah, that you think that we as lay men and women, lay people, can can show our appreciation for our priests in a greater way? I think first and foremost, the most important thing is praying for our priests and for vocations to the priesthood. Our priests need our prayers, um, especially today. We can show appreciation by attending Mass and confession, and inviting our priests over and cooking them a meal, I think, is important, too. Mm. Those little um, ways by which, frankly, you'd establish a relationship with anybody, get together for coffee, have them over for a meal, that sort of thing. Right. Is that what you mean? Yep, absolutely. Mm. What, what other things have, have you guys you and your husband with your kids, any other examples come to mind of things that you've done or that you know other Catholics have done to sort of build those relationships? Because I think you're right, so often with priests, we, we um, even though maybe we don't put them on a pedestal like we used to, there's still a way where they're a bit removed from us, um, and yet they desire a relationship with their people uh, deeply. So any other examples come to mind, things that you've done or things that other people have done to foster a relationship with right. your priests? Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, You know, like I said, inviting them over, but, you know, playing games with them. Um, Like you said, obviously, we we hold our priests, you know, oftentimes to um, a much different, like you said, almost putting them on a pedestal, which is important to remember, you know, that they, they do long for those relationships. And I think it's important for us to, even if it's, you know, I've seen people in different parishes just flipping them a thank you note or, um, you know, just doing little things to remind them how grateful we are for them as a priest and, and as our 
um, our friends, our spiritual directors. And, and so I think just the little things can be really important. I think that's beautiful. Okay, I got one more question for you. If you could boil down um, your attraction and really what captivated you most about the Catholic Church in that process of conversion, what would it be? I think for me personally, it was sort of, for us, the first Mass that we went to was on the Feast of the Holy Trinity. And I can't, I can't speak for, you know, all of us in our family, but I, I do feel that we all had such a moment of conversion there. And, mm. you know, our deacon at the time and his wife had prayed with us on that same day. And it was almost an immediate knowing, like, this is home. And mm. our void had been filled, and it was this longing to continue to learn and um, it, I, I think that that is when uh, kind of a moment for us. Oh, Hannah, that's beautiful. I just I'm I'm over here with goose, with goosebumps um, listening to that because I think it reminds us of just that central invitation in the way that Jesus really does show up to us in in all of our journeys in such powerful ways. So, Hannah, thank you for joining us on air this morning. It was just a delight to meet you. We really appreciate you giving us some time. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. And up next, we are going to take a short break, and then we're going to learn how one woman is on the front lines of caring for the most vulnerable in our communities. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Emily Lita. And we will be right back.